Celtics fans, we have a lot to unpack on today's show, including breaking down the Celtics win last night over the Toronto Raptors. And then we're going to possibly talk about what it would take for Warriors' Jonathan Kuminga to come to Boston. But first, I need you guys to go ahead and hit that sub button for me because if you want Celtics dubs all season long, all you guys have to do to be in the know is hit that sub button for me. One hundred five to ninety-six. That's music to my ears. The Boston Celtics did beat the Toronto Raptors last night. It wasn't the easiest of games, but I saw a lot of improvement from the Boston Celtics. But nonetheless, let's get into it on today's Celtics Today by Chat Sports. I am your host, Ali Barefoot, and of course, I gotta start talking about the MVP contender, Jason. Tatum. No Jalen Brown last night as he was ruled out of the ball game. But to break down Jason Tatum's stats from last night, of course, he did have 19 points. Not his flashiest game in the box sheet, but 14 rebounds was essential going up against Toronto Raptors. 36% and 16%. I mean, those are just ugly percentages. But I want to talk about what Jason Tatum did for the Boston Celtics in the third quarter. There was no R.J. Barrett. There was no Emmanuel quickly, but the Celtics had a slight deficit to the Raptors. So what did Tatum do? He put a stank face on, and he started to get hot, not only in his shooting, but as an assist as well. He was playmaking abilities. Jason Tatum single-handedly brought the Celtics back in third quarter when they could have easily dug themselves into a hole, which they have done in the previous games. So the fact that Jason Tatum can step up without his right-hand man, Jalen Brown, can still lead the team to a victory. It speaks louder than any box score is going to speak about Jason Tatum. However, I will admit that even though JB didn't play, Derek White is continuously proving why he should be in the all-star conversation because 22 points did lead the Boston Celtics that night. Two rebounds and one assist, that's fine. Nearly 40% from the field and 45% from a three-point line, which is fantastic. Derek White did step up as well as the commander of the second unit. When JT and all the others started needed a little bit of rest, Derek White played with Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, Al Horford, Luke Cornett, anybody else, you name it. Derek White hit two back-to-back -back threes in the second quarter to help the Celtics gain the lead again, and he knows how to be a playmaker on offense. I had no respect to JB, but if you really put any other starter in there except for Jason Tatum, they're all going to consume the show. Derek White, he wants to continue to spread out the offense. He still wants to be a playmaker, and that's why I think that, hey, when you're sitting the starters, make sure Derek White's still in the ballgame. He's the guy I trust other than Jason Tatum to lead that second unit. But here's the big question that I have. Jalen Brown didn't play. JT really stepped up in that ballgame. However, it did feel like they were playing almost a man down, which they were without Jalen Brown. But I'm wondering if there's a deeper issue here. Do the Celtics meet, need more help at the wing position? Of course, you got a fantastic backcourt with Derek White and Drew Holiday. I'm not really worried about the shooting guard, point guard position. I'm really kind of looking at that forward position. More importantly, the wing. I want to know if you guys think the Boston Celtics need a little more help at that position. If JT were to get hurt or JB were to sit out, anything like that, go on ahead and comment it down below. Because speaking of that, we're going to be breaking down a very hot name in the NBA trade market right now, Warriors' Jonathan Kaminga. I'm going to break that down here in just a few seconds. But first, I do want to get you guys hip to the number one daily fantasy sports app in America right now, and that is Prize Picks. 
I have not had this much fun putting money down on a game since I don't know when. Prize picks is super easy. All you have to do is put down two to six players and just pick more or less on their projected stats, and you can win up 25 times your money on any entry. It's literally that easy. And especially going on right now, we do have NFL playoff games, and there's nothing more critical than making sure you play at your best. So, of course, I pick more. Life's too short. I always pick more. Brock Purdy to have more than 266.5 passing yards against Jordan Love and the Packers this weekend. And then I took Jordan Love to have more than 249.5 passing yards. The rookie, not necessarily the rookie, I guess, just the young QB. He has been exquisite this season, and I do want to see what he's going to do against the very tough 49ers defense and vice versa. I think Brock Purdy is trying to win that MVP award, so let's see what he can do. These are my prize picks, but I want to see yours. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Make sure you use promo code CLNS for that first-time deposit match up to $100 so that you can watch yourself win some real money in real time. A big fat question that I have seen around NBA is whether or not Jonathan Kaminga could come to Boston because Kaminga has expressed frustration with Steve Kerr. This is not anything new. A lot of Warriors have expressed that something's not clicking in Golden State this season. And look, they are very open to making a trade. They have already released. Sham Sharina of The Athletic did come out and say that everybody but Steph Curry is on the trade market for the Golden State Warriors. And that is a big deal. So let's go ahead and break down what Jonathan Kaminga has to say about his role in the Golden State Warriors this season because it's been pretty ebb and flow. He said, yeah, I'm a difference maker. I know I am, but it's not up to me to do certain things. How can I say it? It's not up to me to control my minutes. I feel like I've done that, but the last voice, it's not mine. And it's not easy because I know how to score the basketball. I know how to pass. I know how to do different things on the floor. But it's about putting all that together. With the people we have on the floor, it's just tough to put it all together. And I'm just trying to figure out how to manage that right now. Look, off the rip, this scenario can only play out if the Warriors suffer an injury and or continue to fall further out of playoff contention and just punt the season. But I do think the fact that they have said that they are open to talking about everybody but Steph Curry is huge news for the Golden State Warriors. And Jonathan Kuminga could be a superstar in Golden State. However, I could see Mike Dunleavy really trying to get some assets to help the Warriors win now. And considering Jonathan Kuminga has scored over 20 points, double figures, excuse me, double figures in the last 19 games for the Warriors. He's proving to be a playmaker. However, the past two games of the Golden State Warriors, he hasn't even been starting anymore. I'm not sure what Steve Kerr has in his plans but I'm wondering what the plans could be for Jonathan Kaminga to come to Boston. Here's the kicker, though. The Celtics do not have to give up a single name on their roster. The Celtics would receive Jonathan Kaminga at a whopping $6.2, $6.3 million a year right now. And the Warriors get that ever-so-helpful $6.2 million trade player exception for Grant Williams that Brad Stevens has kept in his back pocket and... Or, excuse me, or a 2026 first-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick. And you could do either one here, depending on what Mike Dunleavy and Brad Stevens were to cook up. This could be pretty exceptional. You can do either one here. You can give up the 2024 second-round pick, or you can give up the 2026 first-round pick here. But here's what I'm thinking. The Warriors may need to rebuild, especially if they do not keep winning. 
So I don't know if they're ready to give up big-name players, but I do consider Jonathan Kaminga to be a big-name player. But they could really, really use the help with some heavy salaries on their salary list, I should say, with a trade player exception or some picks. Because look at what Brandon Pajemski and Trey Jackson Davis have been doing. They were in the 2023 NBA draft. They've been using their rookies. They could use some extra draft picks. Overall, I love everything about this trade. I love Jonathan Kaminga this season, and I think he could be a key piece in Joe Missoula's offense. Would you accept this trade? Type A for accept, type D for decline. Go ahead and put that in the comments down below. And let me tell you what you'd be getting for Jonathan Kaminga, all right? 38 games played. He's averaging about 23 minutes per game, which give or take, that'd probably be around roughly the same minutes here for the Boston Celtics, depending on how Brad, uh, Joe Missoula would like to use him. 13.4 points per game. That's more than Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard right now. Rebounds, four. Field goal percentage, 51.4%. I love that percentage from Jonathan Kaminga. His three-point percentage, not the best, but you got the Splash Brothers on your team. You're not really the go-to point here to make your three-point shots. And I will point this out about Jonathan Kaminga. The way that he drives to the basket is amazing. I have seen some lethal offensive plays from him. However, because of his inconsistent minutes, which he has voiced before in the past, he and Wiggins do not play well together, so Steve Kerr has had to decide whether or not to play Andrew Wiggins on the floor or play Jonathan Kaminga on the floor. He hasn't been that great offensively. But I do think that's just because his minutes have been staggered. Imagine trying to find your rhythm when you're being taken in and out of the rotation every single game. It's very tough to find that offensive rhythm. He's still an athletic defender. He's got about a 116 defensive rating right now, which isn't terrible. And he creates spark plays and has so much room to improve. Guys, he's 23-24. He hasn't even hit his ceiling. If you put him on a team that is potentially going to win Banner 18 this year, that could be a missing link that Brad Stevens could whip up right now. And I think it would do some damage. So here's what we propose to have Jonathan Kuminga using the trade player exception. If you don't like Jonathan Kuminga to come to Boston, why don't you guys go on ahead and put in the comment section and name a player that you guys do want to use that 6.2 million trade player exception on because I find it worthless if you're not going to use it before February 8th. You got it for Grant Williams. I think now's the time to use it. And what are the chances the Golden State Warriors are open to trade talks for a player that's worth $6.2 million? Drop it down in the comments below. And while you guys are there, we're on the road to 23,000 subscribers here on Celtics today. Go on ahead hit that sub button for me. We're going to be live on Wednesday against San Antonio Spurs. We're going to be live against the Denver Nuggets on Friday. I do not want you guys to miss it. Turn on that bell icon and hit that sub button for me.